Hello, everyone, and welcome back to You're Fine, the empty ramblings of a 20-something in hopes of finding something therapeutic. I think that's actually the full title this time. Last time I did this, it was, I messed up the long title, and I mean, it's my title, so I should, I should know what my title is, but it's too long for me to know. Anyway, um, hi, everyone. I'm glad that you stuck around for another one, or if you're new here, hello and welcome. This is a safe space where I invite everyone to be super comfy as we talk about, um, our 20s, which is something that, um, is difficult for no good reason, um, and, yeah, we're all just fumbling our way through it, and the best way sometimes is to just ask how somebody else got through something and figure it out from there. Take from your stories and move forward. Um, today, I have my best friend from high school with us via Zoom. This is my first Zoom interview. It's very exciting because we are in different cities, and I don't think we, either one of us, have any intention of the future of being in the same city, so, but, like, she has a really great story to tell, and I wanted to invite her to tell it, um, because, like most people with COVID, she went through a whole lot too. But I just want her to have an opportunity to introduce herself to everyone first and just kind of like give us a general introduction about who she is and why she is cool. So this is the lovely Hannah Schiffman. Take it over. Tell us about yourself. Thanks, Cassidy. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Hannah. Um, I guess the best way to describe me is a newfound holla girl and a museum bitch. That's probably like the most concise way to describe myself. (laughs) Holla girl. Uh, That's my favorite business venture. I think that anyone has ever created and that you're on. I loved your holla. It was so good. I had the everything bagel holla and I still think about it frequently. Are you going to keep doing your holla in New York or have you not decided yet? I, I don't think I'm going to do it as a side hustle again for a while. I definitely will be making some loaves for, like, my boss <laughs> and my roommate, but not for other people's consumption in mass quantities anytime soon. It's just for so. fun now. Your your side hustle has turned yeah. into a holla appreciation Instagram <laughs> and TikTok. Yes, exactly. I've pulled on all these old photos I've taken and I'm like, oh, I haven't posted that. I should probably post that. You make some really creative holla loaves too. Like I tried sourdough when I was during quarantine, like everyone else and their mother. Um, and I did not do well with it. I know that they're like very different types of like flour and whatnot and the strategies with everything. But um, <laughs> yours is, your holla is like so incredible. I loved it. So I could smell it through the box when you sent it to me. <laughs> I miss it so much. I had to get a loaf last week and it was not the same. I was like, I need to make some ASAP. (laughs) It's more of a hobby now and now you can enjoy it and it won't be stressful because I know it was also stressing you out for a little bit there too. This is true. This is true. (laughs) That's what happens when you make your hobbies your your side hustles. That's what they tell you. But you know what I want to have be my actual job? My hobby. But alas... (laughs) darn reality (laughs) (laughs) right um so today we were we're basically going to talk about 2020 which is the trip that it is and um the recovery process that hannah has been through through 2021 hannah's journey has been very similar to my own um we actually met up for coffee in january of was it in january or december i swear it was in january wasn't it 
It was in January, right before yeah. we left. Yeah, we yeah. literally left the same exact week from Kansas. We had not seen each other in years. I think we spent four hours in that coffee shop catching up. Yeah. <laughs> Some ungodly <laughs> number. <laughs> um, before we both left the same week, she went to New York. I came to Florida. And, you know, COVID happened and we were both kicked back. I kind of briefly talked about my time during that time. So, Hannah, tell us what we were, what you were doing in New York and your COVID downfall. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the best way to describe it. Um, so, yeah, I, I was still in grad school. I was in, I mean, I was in a grad program for museum studies. I did a whole year abroad in Italy and all that. And then I came back to the States and I had to do an internship for credit to finish my program and write my thesis. Two different things. So I was like, hmm, where can I intern? That seems really fun, you know, like New York. <laughs> so I was really passionate about trying to find some opportunity in New York. And I scored an internship at the Guggenheim, the Solomon R. Guggenheim Museum on Fifth Ave. And I was in their development team. And it was my first time working in that kind of capacity. And it was something I really found really attractive. And I felt like a good balance between that and writing my thesis. So I was living in New York, interning and working on my thesis and living that dream. And then, yeah, March 2020. Love that um, month. Um <laughs> I flew home on St. Patrick's Day and was freaking out in the airport and just like I had no clue. I was like in a shock, state of shock. And I had no clue what I was. I was like, all right, I give up. I totally give up. I don't know what to do. And I came back to Kansas and I was in Kansas for months on end. I, I don't know. I, I did most like other people did outside walking. <laughs> and so many outside walks. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many times I I went the same way and I still got tired of different going different ways, whatever. But I, I did all that like everyone else. And then I somehow finished my master's thesis over the summer I was like really determined to like, all right, I got to get this out of my way, out of the way. Um, and I did. <laughs> We're proud of you. <laughs> so, thank you. Thank you. Remote research is not very, oh, that's another thing. Yeah. I had to do like a bunch of like research remotely and then like truncate my findings because of COVID. So that was also another funny side effect. Um, yeah, and then time flew by, and then I'm back here. <laughs> and during that time, you were, like, you created your own holla, like, small business, and you you worked for a bakery for a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, yeah very, very briefly, briefly for, like, for like seasonal, seasonal stuff, stuff just to help out, and it was not a great, great experience. experience. <laughs> were you living at home, or were you living with your sister? Were you living with Abby? I was living at home in Topeka for m most of the pandemic. I don't know how you did that, man. And I mean, like, your mom was, like, a superhero during that time, too. Like, were you guys yeah. in, like, serious lockdown that entire – her mom is works for the hospitals down there, so. Yeah, so she – yeah, so whenever I was working at the bakery and – 
yeah, this was like Thanksgiving last year, literally almost a year ago. Oh my gosh. And my mom, she thinks she had COVID. She, her pet, her test came back positive at first. And then they were like retracted and they're like, just kidding. It's negative. So my mom and I spent two weeks of quarantining. It was fun. And it was like right after I started working there. So I had to be like, Hey, Guess what? I have to go under quarantine. You have to pay me for it. Sorry. That's so wild that happened that happened to me too. Um because I when my roommate had COVID in November of last year, um we all obviously got tested and I had a false positive like of like the 15 minute test, but my PCR came back negative and I was like in a panic like for I don't even know how long. And yeah, it, it's crazy that I, have, I mean, like your mom was in the thick of it, so like I, I would be I'm more attentive on the side of like, yeah, no, like definitely for sure, but <laughs> but yeah, now you so made I'm- it back to New York, however many yeah. months later, which I I was um like. I was, like, gloating on her. I don't know if that's probably the right word. I was gleaming about her. I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for. But, like, before we started the, like, actual recording of this, like, I, like, truly, like, I was telling her how proud I was of her. Like, when she posted that she was going back there, I screamed. Like, that's, like, it's a true story. Like, I <laughs> I actually screamed, like, when I saw that she was going back there because I knew how, how how much, like, she wanted to go back there. And I didn't realize where it was that you are working this time until, like, you posted, like, the location or whatever. And I could not think of something more perfect for you I am sure that you are absolutely having a blast there and that you are like just like like thriving now that you are back in New York I feel yeah no I feel like I'm at I'm, I'm at my peak right now well not my peak but like I am peaking I guess <laughs> you're reaching that level of like finally yeah. finding that confidence again that you had before right exactly exactly which let's talk, talk about that oh sorry no keep going no, no i was gonna say like this is exactly what i wanted before you know right March. <laughs> exactly it's wild um which i'm so glad that you made it back there um i wanted to talk about like the process that like you ended up having to take from get from you know falling from where it was because like with so many people like who were almost there like i was in the same boat as you you had to like rebuild that and get back to that level like what was it that what were some steps that you were trying to take to get back to there like how early did you start trying to get back there and what was it that you were doing what was your process yeah no that's a great question I gosh I have been on the serious job hunt for probably three or four months like I was getting interviews and interviews only once things started reopening back up over the summer kind of and I was applying truthfully everywhere. I was like thinking of cities where I had family settled down. I was thinking, of course, of New York. I was just, I wanted to be at some art museum, ideally, but that was like, there, there's such a small market mm-hmm. of jobs available for highly talented individuals that are in this field that I'm in. And it's so competitive and you have to know people and it's just like any of any any other field or job prospect, you just really have to like make sure that you're you're known and right. people know that you're determined. So it was a very tough series of interviews and yeah, 
I, I know how to interview well. I can tell you that now. <laughs> how did you build yourself up whenever, like, I mean, like, did you go into each one of them, like, I guess the word like I mean everybody has their own like interpretations whenever they go into an interview like when you walk and you're like no like I have this one versus like well this one's a shot in the dark so like how did you build yourself up from different interviews where like you felt like you did really well and then you ended up not getting it because you you had a lot of interviews I remember seeing like your Twitter like of like oh that was another one and like whatever like and that's such a depressing cycle to go through when you're interviewing so much but, like, you're yeah. not making it, making the tracks that you want to make. Like, how did you pull yourself out of that and continue to, like, push yourself through that? Yeah, no, I saw it. I, see, there were only a couple of, like, really shining star interviews and connections I made. So the in-between interviews and job search was like kind of honestly shots in the dark mm -hmm. I just had thrown myself out there to where I was like okay I could see myself working at this museum or this job it sounds interesting whatever um and unfortunately most of the time I was applying for things probably I was overqualified for um to be honest and I may have that that might have had a hindrance on my on my um acceptance but there were only so many interviews where I was definitely on the second interview and it was very promising and at that point once I did have that rejection I kind of was like okay what can I pick from this experience that I know that I can carry into the next one and I was very I had a, like a whole string of optimism and very very dramatic highs and lows and uh yeah, I just rose through it. I don't, I don't know, just perseverance. <laughs> picture your, wor we're going to go dark first. Uh, picture your worst low, your worst low from like um, interviews or whatever. Like maybe you had like a ton in a row and nothing was coming of it. Like how did you pull yourself out of that besides just perseverance? Because sometimes, you know, like perseverance is the hardest thing to like pick yourself back up from. Yeah, no, for sure. I... Oh gosh, I had definitely back-to-back -back days where I had like two or three interviews each day and I did not, I, I just, I had like such a, a bad outlook going into these interviews and afterwards I was like, man, did, did I, did I even, am I doing this because I just like what I'm doing? And then like, this is what I'm passionate about. Am I ever going to find an answer to try to like make myself have a <laughs> livable wage and go do something I like without being paid like dirt, like right. just total, like I, I just kept saying like, sidetracking and like thinking wow is this is this really what I want to do put myself in the dirt <laughs> for something I'm really passionate about but of course the answer to that is yes right so I was I was not feeling that great about that <laughs> I'm just like the constant reminder of having to tell yourself like no this is what I want this is what's worth it and I mean, like, that's, like, the hardest thing to, like, get through. I mean, like, you you at least, like, were having interviews. I mean, granted, you've got the master's degree, which helps, like, get into the, like, jobs in your field because your field is so incredibly competitive as is. 
Um, but like, you know, the biggest struggle with us is like, oh, you have to have your bachelor's degree for an entry level position. And then for that entry level position, you need to have experience, even though it's an entry level position. And then it's impossible to get in because no one is giving you experience. And it's just that gross cycle that we're all Mm -hmm. stuck in. Um, the job that you have now, it's like an actual job. It's not an internship, correct? Yeah, no, I have an actual job. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Four hours a week. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> nine to five, Dolly Parton. Yeah. <laughs> we love to see it. It's growth. It's accomplishment. We in the city that you love and that you wanted to be in. Um, you really truly got there and you like, did you, was this the only one that offered you something or was this the one that you picked of the ones that were offered? So ironically enough, I, I go months and months, you know, with interviews and stuff. Right. I get this job offer on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. I got a second job interview literally the same day from a totally different museum, um, not in New York. Uh, but I was like, oh, of course, I would get two job offers in one day. Right. That's just how it happened. (laughs) I felt so bad telling the other institution. I'm like, look, I'm so sorry. If this weren't the case, I I would be picking you all. I I just, I just felt so bad. And then at the same time, I was like, you know, it was like, it was meant to be at that point because like, it was finally like the museum in New York. It's in the city that you wanted it sounds mm-hmm. like it's like just like from the little that I know about like just seeing on your social media right now that it's just such a perfect fit for you um that like yeah. it just seems like it was meant to be and like as stupid and cliche as it sounds like if you give it time things will like happen the way that they're supposed to you know so true yeah no 100% agree you just gotta keep yeah just trying and you just it, it things will happen Things will fall in place. It will work. I was going to say, what's something that you would say to someone who is struggling to, like, like they're hitting a wall, they don't want to continue pushing, like, interviewing for things because nothing is coming through, or, like, maybe they're getting every interview, but then they're not getting the position. Like, what's something that you would say to them? Yeah, no, definitely. I I would um, – what I did was – I would start with like just having conversations with people that you trust and kind of um, not just like fall like practice interviews or anything. It was just, it was just more of like flushing out how you uh, are approached or how you may be viewed um, or just not giving yourself enough credit uh, for what you're worth. Um, Just, Making sure that someone else is telling you something that you're not saying is is something that is really important. Um, and I probably couldn't have done anything um, forward had I not had the people in my life come to me and say things that I was not, I didn't want to hear, but you know, right. like you have to face the music. Right. In terms of, like, the wonderful world of interviews and things, like, people have different, like, opinions on how to, like, finish an interview or something. Like, what's your view, since you've had so many of them, and, you know, your field is, like, so professional. I feel like your field is, like, one of the more professional fields to examine from, like, an outside perspective. I don't know. Maybe you feel differently now that you're in it. (laughs) But, um, 
But um, to me, they feel sophisticated and everything. Like, it's a museum. You stand there right. and you, like, you feel sophisticated while you're in there, right? Um, yeah, yeah. What's your perspective on after interview things? Like, do you and do you ever, like, email your interviewer after with a thank you? Like, do you ever ask them if you don't, like, get the position, uh, how you could improve in the future or anything like that? Or, like, what do you do after an interview or after hearing back from someone? Or do you just not do anything? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely feel it out um, if I really like connect with someone and I'm really interested in the position then yeah I will send a thank you email within um, if it's like in the afternoon I'll send it by like the next day like late morning like a thank you like just let me know what other um, things I can bring to the table like I just do like a recap of like what we talked about and I circle back to like a point that we connected on so if I'm like oh we both really like uh Jackson Pollock (laughs) and we talked about that then I'll mention it again and be like oh she's the Jackson Pollock girl just to have like a name with a face uh yeah just like a real personable trait like, um, and if I don't really vibe with the person, I kind of just, I'm like, thank you for your time. Okay. Bye. (laughs) So like, it just like at the end of the interview in general. Yeah. I'm just like, thank you for your time. And then I did do like the little, like, oh, we'll get back to you. And I'm like, "Mm, no, you're not. (laughs) I also can't tell you how many times I got ghosted. Oh my God. Oh, I'm sure it's countless because, like, you had a ton of interviews, too. Like, why am I having to email these people that I spent 30, 40 minutes with to, like, hear something, some trace of, like, hey, what's going on? Hi. What would you do when you... Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you a little bit there. So sorry. Um, What would you do when you got ghosted? Just, like chalk it up, call it good, and then move on? Or, like, did you try to, like, take anything from it? Um. (laughs) Being ghosted by companies is so difficult. It's so, it's annoying. It's like, what did I do? Especially if you talk to them. Right. Right. Like, you take it very personally. You think very personally. You're like, oh, look, I was so annoying. Or, like, why, why did they waste this time talking to me? Um, what I did... (laughs) For most of the ta- most of the cases when I was ghosted, mm-hmm. I would just send like a thank you email again. But then I'd try to find if I can find the HR email, and I would just CC or BCC that. <laughs> I was kind of petty a little bit on that. I was like, <laughs> "That's <laughs> incredible." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Is there a history of like ghosting? Is it just this particular person that interviewed me? Is the whole institution?" Like, like uh, I, I can go, go off about how many, I can name them, but I'm not. I don't want to, like, bite myself in the butt later. But I can have a whole list in my head of, like, it's like Arya from, like, Game of Thrones. Like, like you have the whole list of people that you would, like, kill. It's just, like, the P of the museums that I really wouldn't mess with for a while. Oh, my God. That is incredible. I am obsessed with that. That's so smart, though. Honestly, like, if you're stuck in that interview cycle and, like, you're tired of getting ghosted, why not? Why not just go ahead and CC HR? There's nothing hurting you there, especially if it's, like, a bigger, like, 
company, I mean, for you, museum, whatever, like, to let them know, because, like, some do have, like, the policy of, like, if somebody emails you that you need to respond to them, like, some of them do have that, but, like, some of them don't, so I think that's saucy, I think that's fun, that's smart. (laughs) (laughs) Why not be a little bit petty? You want a job, and you want a job with them, and you're showing them that you are willing to do whatever it takes to get it, and I love that, that is ruthless in the best way. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, I don't recommend that with every single, don't do that with every single place you interview. If you are like really dead set on this job, do it. Otherwise, yeah, no, that's a, that's a last straight straw kind of move. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Um, let's see. Do you have anything else that you would like to specifically add on this topic? Oh gosh. Uh, I mean, if you are in a place where things aren't looking as bright as you want them to be, or you think they're going to be, really, yeah, like I said earlier, you just got to hold on, and you just got to push through and keep doing what you're doing, because one, one day, that hard work will pay off, and you'll be happier, for sure. <laughs> it sucks. It really does. Like, I'm not, like... You, you can't sugarcoat I mean like you know because you just went through all this I mean like anyone who takes forever to like find that job that they really want they know like I'm struggling with it right now too because my the, the main industry that I want to be in is incredibly difficult to try to break into incredibly difficult and it's heartbreaking at times and it's heart-wrenching and but like you do just have to keep trying like that's it period you can't give up if you give up then that's how you're not going that's how you ensure that you won't get it you know yep yeah yeah i got his snaps to that (laughs) like stephanie meyer submitted her book to like four different places i don't know like it was only four i think (laughs) i would i would reference how many places joe rowling submitted hers but like we don't talk about her nah nah don't believe in her anymore um (laughs) we don't stand for turfs here um hannah now is your chance to plug yourself would you like to plug any instagrams twitters (laughs) anything like that if for the 20 people listening um okay yeah i'm a holla i'm a mahala instagram i guess i um if you want to follow me on instagram it's holla underscore at like not the amber the at sign it's at underscore or by hannah sorry gosh wow i'm terrible at promoting myself i've never done this um okay backtrack holla spelled c-h-a-l-l-a-h underscore by underscore hannah with an h follow me on instagram um that's probably the most exciting thing you'll follow you don't need to follow me on anywhere else to see those really pretty pictures of holla i'm glad that you spelled it because i was gonna throw in it does start with a c because i did not know that holla started with a c until you started your holla business so (laughs) honestly though like hebrew is a weird language like i totally get it (laughs) i love that All right. I don't think I have any more questions for you. I loved getting to talk to you. I'm so glad that you were like, no, I like, I want to talk like so badly about this stuff. Like, and like, I loved you're so knowledgeable and you have made it back to where you belong. And I am seriously so proud of you. And I hope that this 
podcast, this episode has been helpful for people because like I have lots of friends who I know are struggling with interviews and stuff and trying to get to where it is that they need to go to. And like, obviously you have been through it. You have been through the thick of trying to figure out how to get back there and you made it work with hard work and everything. And hopefully this is a very helpful useful item I mean like that's basically what I wanted it this podcast to be is to like everybody share their problems <laughs> and how they got how they got through it in hopes of everybody being able to help each other out because like there is no right answer nobody tells you what to do when you're 20 and we're all just kind of like throwing things at each other in attempts to help each other out you know yep yeah that's it that's you gotta stick together of course well once again lovely talking with you that's all for 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 this pod i think <laughs> all right Bye. everyone goodbye <laughs>